0: Welcome to Energy Matters in the Classroom with Robin Berlinski. This is the show that highlights and celebrates the kinetic and potential energy in classrooms across the globe and why it matters. We're heard nationally on your favorite podcast sites, where you'll also find a library of all of our patents. And if you happen to live in Charleston, South Carolina, we're heard Sunday mornings at 8am on the iconic 1250 WTMA with the invaluable assistance of John Quincy, and here she is, I hope you don't mind when I say a force of nature, Robin Berlinski.
1: Hey, Ron. Thank you. We have a great guest today, and I'm going to tee this up with a little background for you. Um, So according to the Small Business Administration, women business owners own over 12 million businesses and employ over 10.1 million workers. And in 2019, there were nearly 13 million women-owned businesses in the U.S., there's an estimated 10 million people who are employed by women-owned companies, and those companies generate nearly $1.8 trillion in revenue, according to the Census Bureau. So I am teeing this up to say women rock.
0: So you're saying this is a thing?
1: Yeah, it's you know. a thing. It's well, a thing.
0: Well, good. then. how appropriate to have royalty in the studio today. Carrie Mori founded her handmade biscuit business in 2005 with the goal of making the tender Buttery, made by hand, but you can't read that without mm, trying to make it. Delicious. I know, I want one right made now. Made-by-hand biscuits of her mother, accessible across the country. Over fifteen years later, Callie's Hot Little Biscuit, we've already heard all have heard of it, of course, is widely recognized as an iconic southern brand with national retail exposure, grab and go eateries, and a food truck in Charleston, as well as a cult-like national following. That's awesome. Welcome to the show, Carrie Mori.
1: Thank you. Hi, Carrie. So Um, I am so excited about this show for so many reasons. Number one, and we're going to talk about this, Carrie, you started out your journey wanting to be a teacher. So you know I love this story. I did. And then second of all, I actually met Carrie, okay, knew about the biscuits, but met Carrie last month for our um, Engaging Creative Minds, Yes Carolina, business plan competition. She was a keynote speaker. We had 50 high school students from across the state of South Carolina come to this event where it's like March Madness meets Shark Tank and they present their businesses and they compete for seed money and Carrie was the keynote speaker because this is her journey it's about her her idea and how she took it completely through to a business and is successful but there are stories along the way it's not a overnight easy success and she really powered that through to those students and it was so impactful and so I couldn't wait to have her on the show today, and she brought us biscuits.
0: You can't. <laughs> so we love that. that, John. How were they, by the way? <laughs> John, so, is, John is giving us a big yeah, up yeah.
1: When he took the box away, did you notice that?
0: But if you don't mind, and I just and then I'm going to shut up because you guys are friends, obviously, and have a lot to talk about. But what was the inspiration for doing this in the first? You came home one day. You had something happened. I got to make this happen. What would you do?
2: Well, I was on maternity leave with our first daughter, who is almost 19 now, and I knew that my number one goal and my purpose in life was to be a mom and a really involved stay-at-home mom, and I tried my best at doing that and realized that while I loved it, I needed a creative outlet, and I've always been really involved in food specifically Southern food, and just loved everything about it, serving it, eating it, talking about it, planning it, all the things. My mother, Callie, uh, for whom the business is named, had, had a small catering business growing up. And I wanted to figure out a way to combine my passion, which was food, with my desire to want to have a life where I could be with my girls. So I just started daydreaming about how could I create my own business that would afford me both of those things. And in 2004, when I was dreaming about this, I came up with the idea to create a mail order business based on my mom's biscuits. And so that's really how it started. And you know, people don't know that because we've been in business now 18 years and a lot of people come to our restaurants downtown and they think, oh, we we started on King Street. And the irony in that is that we started as an internet business in 2005, by the way, when nobody was on the internet buying anything, much less handmade country ham biscuits. So uh, I always tell people, if if I can create a country ham internet business in
1: 2005. You can do anything. What
0: <laughs> really a great message.
1: That's so true. So I, okay. I want to back up even further. So you're in high school and you say, I'm going to go to, sc- I'm going to be a teacher. You go to school. Um, you Did you teach? Were you a teacher? Did you ever go in the classroom? I did my student teaching. Does that count? That does
2: count. <laughs> I love it. I never even took the exam, the final oh, really? exam, you know, the state board. Yep. I you knew. knew. Well, I, I did. I knew I probably knew before I did my student teaching. I actually loved my student teaching. I, I worked at a school for at, at risk kids and we did gifted and talented and it was the most amazing experience. But you know what I didn't love? I didn't love the culture in, in the school. I didn't love that people were just hanging on because they wanted to get their retirement and they seemed not very happy. And for me, I'm an incredibly happy person and energy totally matters. And <laughs> I so I would it. walk into the the break room and it would just be this wah 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 and I thought, I can't work here. Yep. It wasn't about the different. children, it was about the culture and uh, you know, I just said, you know, and I'm, I'm going to have my own kids and I can be their teacher and try to figure out what else I want to do.
1: I love that because you know what, though, it feeds into your business. When I saw you as keynote for those high school students, you intuitively knew how to capture their attention and you have a cooking class. You teach yeah, um, yeah. biscuit making, which my daughter and I are signing up just so you know, I good, can't good. wait. Yep. So there are pieces of that. Well in your business what I've realized is that
2: I'm so glad that I was a major elementary education major because it did teach me how to be a leader and when you run a business you have to be a leader and it's all about trickling down from the top and so my energy matters for every single person and that is incredibly important to me. Every day, you know, I, I'm sure people in my company say, oh, she's so happy all the time. But, <laughs> you know, that's a choice. I, I'm not happy always, but I have to choose that. And not only does it lift my spirits, but I hope that it's lifting other spirits. And, you know, it's 100% the best way to live because being a Debbie Downer all the time, it just brings everybody else down. So I just, I choose that.
1: Yeah, it's it's magnetic. The energy you put out comes back to you. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Recent, we, we previously had Katie Blomquist on. She does the nonprofit Going Places. They give bikes to kids. And we had her on the show and she talked about that moment when she got the call from the Steve Harvey show and it changed her life. Was, that, was there a moment like that for you? There have been many moments like that, but
2: I would say the very first one was we got a call. Well, we went to a conference and I was pregnant and I asked a question because I knew we were in New York and I knew that I would stand out Southern pregnant person. Um, talking about biscuits. And so I I asked a question and made a big deal about the question and then immediately sent that person who happened to be a producer on the Food Network an overnight shipment for morning delivery the next day. And I didn't hear anything for months. And then out of the blue, I got an email and she said, we loved your biscuits. We wanna come down and film a show on how how they're made. And at that time, we didn't even have a kitchen. We were renting kitchen space from a caterer. And so it really forced us to take the leap to find a kitchen, get ready for at the time Food Network in 2007 was everything, right? So, uh, you know, we had to get, we had to get it together and it forced us to really take the leap and become a real business because we were kind of petering, playing with it, trying to decide, is this going to work? You know, we there was no such thing as a biscuit business in 2005, other than Pillsbury. I mean, we were making biscuits by hand, uh, selling them online. There, there really wasn't another competitor.
1: Oh my gosh, I love that. So smart. You're taking advantage of an opportunity. Yeah.
0: So I I read something, obviously we have them sitting here in the studio and everybody's salivating, but there's something different about your biscuit. How many different recipes did you go through before everyone sat around and said, okay, this is the one we're going to concentrate on?
2: That is such a great question because I always talk about how there have been so many things that have changed within our business in the 18 years, efficiencies, doing things better. I mean, so many things, even our brand has changed. The one thing that has not changed is the recipe, the base recipe, and how we make them. We still make them by hand, millions. Uh, And I tell people that, but I don't think they really understand until they come in or they see us on video. We are making five pound batches by hand, mixing the dough by hand. The same way you. if you come and take a class with us, it's the same exact way uh, on a bigger scale, you know, with like, 12 bakers making them by hand, and um, that that's a good and a bad thing, right? You know, we're, we're pre- preserving this recipe that we know has gotten us to where we are, but at the same time, there are many moments where I think, is this hindering our growth, and is it always going to be this way? And that is something that I'm constantly struggling with.
0: But isn't it wonderful that somebody who ate your biscuit 18 years ago will have that same experience whenever they have it. Because how many iconic brands did we enjoy when we were younger that have been sold to big conglomerates and they don't taste the same, they don't look the same. I mean, that's a huge disappointment. I love that. I mean, it's an amazing, oh, thank and, you. I mean, what, what's the secret? You just have to hire more bakers and have more uh, kitchens. More right? hands. That's, that's right.
2: exactly right. That is exactly the secret.
0: I'm being glib, obviously, but man, I applaud you for keeping that that perfection from the beginning still to, to, to today. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, and
1: you know, th- the story you told, I keep flashing back to this business plan competition, but the story you told what resonated with me were the ups and downs and the navigation through that because you're right. What it's been 18 years, you said, and it hasn't been a straight line. No. And they're like when you said you didn't hear from that producer, a lot of people give up. You know, you hear Napoleon Hill think and grow rich. You know, you're three feet from the gold and you quit but you didn't you you probably looked at other opportunities and kept going and didn't see that one what could have been perceived as a rejection mm-hmm. you didn't see that as a final answer in any way so could you talk about some more like ups and downs you've experienced well i think it's really important to talk
2: about that the ups and downs never end so it, we're 18 years in and just when we were at the at the you know the top of our game we lost two major major customers this time last year and it just it totally deflated us and then that was a, a moment where I knew that energy mattered I had to bring it from my team because what good is it going to do for us to all sit around and feel sorry for ourselves? we got to pick up the pieces and keep going and a year later we are waiting to hear from three potential new customers that will be huge but it has taken us a year to get to this point and we may not get those customers, but you know, you, you you have to go to sleep every night and wake up the next morning and say, sometimes you just have to fake it till you make it and put your big girl pants on and say, we're gonna do it. And I think that is where the energy is so important because you you put out what you're gonna get back. Right. So I could walk around and say, woe is me. It's miserable. I've lost these customers. My business is going in in the tank. Or I could do that privately for a little bit because you got to have a little pity party by yourself. You do, And then you got to go, what good is this doing? Okay, we got to figure it out. We're going to either go in another direction or we're going to keep going and know that there is a path that I'm supposed to be on. And everything is a lesson. I mean, I've learned so much from losing those customers. Um, And they're simple things that I should have already been aware of, but it, it was a great reminder that nothing is definite, right? And so you always have to be on your game. And sometimes getting really big and wide and spread out is is not necessarily a good thing. And you, you know, it forced us to look in and go, okay, are we profitable? Where are we profitable? Where should we be spending our time and energy? And do we have the right people on the bus? Because there were so many things going on because there was so much excitement to build and grow, but at the same time, there were balls being dropped all the time. So um, I, in hindsight, a year later, I can look back and go, we've never been stronger. We're smaller, but we're growing in places that we know exactly what our margins are. We know how we got there and we're going forward with incredible knowledge that we didn't have this time last
1: year. I love what you said about fake it till you make it. Cause I have to say your website, your brand is very happy. Like when if you go on there, even the way you name things like the Butter in a Box, the quarterly subscription and the way you phrase things and it's just a happy brand. And that's really important is like you said, the face of it. You And, and now I've been to two events with you, both events, she's brought biscuits. So I have to say like you're very giving, you bring joy. It's like an energy feel that you do a great job on your well, website. thank you.
2: So, thank you.
1: Well, right. I think biscuits are very nostalgic. I think they
2: evoke comfort and usually some sort of memory, whether it's with friends, family, tradition. And I I really try not to speak without bringing biscuits. It's super important because I learned early on that I can advertise and spend thousands and thousands of dollars. But if I put a biscuit in somebody's mouth, a Cali's biscuits, they're not going to forget that that flavor, that texture, that feel, the weight, it's just comfort. It's comfort.
0: How often do you find yourself during the day using some of the techniques you learned in your business? Do you, do you laugh at yourself or start smiling because it reminded you of a classroom experience? From I
2: You know, I, I actually already used some teaching techniques this morning when I had an employee issue at 8 a.m., 8.10 to be exact. Uh, it's every day. You know, it's you, I have to hold my tongue and take a deep breath and think, how am I going to solve this problem? And how am I going to get what I want, but also make this person feel heard and seen? Um, you know, dealing with employees, they're so valuable because they are the ones that are going to help you grow. Because I can't do Uh, any of the work that they are doing, you know? I mean, there's only so many hours in the day. So you need your employees and you want them to be happy. And going back to the culture thing, I want to create a place where I love to work. I want to know who my employees are. I want them to love coming to work. And that takes a ton, a ton of management. And you've got to be a good manager of people. And I think
1: being a teacher is 100% being a good manager of people. There you go. (laughs) Absolutely. And you know how we love to give out superpowers? I have to say your superpower is leadership and I see it. Thank you. And so, okay, we have to to hop into your PBS story too because she has a show. It's like her story. And I I mean, it's so exciting. So I want to talk about that. But your superpower is that leadership. You've got your family that's the most important to you. You're leading these three beautiful young women into like their futures. And then you've got your employees and then you've got just going out in the community and the, the goodwill you do. So I'm going to W leadership as ah, your superpower. I love that. Thank so you. it's official. Carrie Moore.
2: All
0: right, before you funny. get into the PBS show, I, I have something kind of out of left field. So we're talking about you've built this brand over now, what, 18, 19? It's the same. It's untouched. It's perfect. Everybody loves it but you also have all these other products that you're selling. That has to be a difficult decision because whatever you're bringing in better be the best of what it is. And how difficult is that to make?
2: I actually find that to be really interesting because obviously we wanted to bring in complementary products to our core, which are biscuits and pimento cheese. Those are our core products. And you know, when I think about that, I I really wanted to bring in a coffee. And so I went out and found a local coffee roaster and didn't just say, hey, can you make me some coffee? But he took me through the process and taught me how they roast coffee. And I said, well, these are the beans that I like. I mean, I brought him my beans from home and I don't know anything about coffee. And I said, can you make them greasy is what I call them, dark and greasy. And then we came up with this whole slogan of a bold bean with a buttery sheen, and ooh. he. Oh my uh, gosh, I love ooh, it! And, that's and this, very good. These are not. This is the. These are the people around me that make. You know, I have the dream, and then they make it. They put a bow on it and make it perfect. And, wow. but learning about those people and and our grits that come from, um, Hen Mill and and the people behind it. I mean, that that is incredibly important to us. And our jams that come from Blackberry Patch, and they make every every order made to order. I mean, it's not just sitting in a warehouse and, and loving their family business. So that is actually really fun for me and not difficult at all because we're really selective about who we work with and we want to make sure that, that, that we believe and can get behind their brand as well. And it's really a co-partnership. Our sausage comes from Jones Dairy Farm in Wisconsin where they're a family business and it's all natural. And I mean, just,
1: the un, just it's just, that's fun. That's really fun. Wow. That's like a snowball. You've just snowballed in collecting all these pieces and parts that reflect your brand. I mean, yeah. pimento cheese goes on a biscuit, jam goes on a biscuit. You drink coffee with a biscuit. Like it's naturally connected mm-hmm. and beautiful.
0: Without mm-hmm. mentioning their names, has anyone ever come to you with a product and you want to, would you get out of here? What are you, nuts?
2: Never get out of here, but either it didn't feel authentic. Or they didn't want to do the partnership because we want we. It's rare that we would ever like bring in a product that wasn't co branded. So sure. a lot of and I get it. I mean I don't want to put any products that aren't with my brand on my shelf. We only have a very small shelf space. So and I respect that, but you know it has to align with what we're trying to do too. Well,
0: for whatever it's worth, if you look in our refrigerator, you'll find your pimento cheese. <gasps> in there.
2: I'm so, honored. It's, our, it's our family favorite, it's I true. I love it, and I, and I,
0: as I said, I never tried pimento cheese and moved here, and it's like the greatest. Thing I love ever. it, oh yeah. My
2: well, thank you, and I appreciate that. And that is a huge compliment. And my mother has made the best recipe, but it's hard to take a home recipe and um scale it with a co-packer and have them do the things that make it so good, like hand shredding the cheese, which is unheard of. And I finally have found that partner that will do it and understands the importance of that. So I love hearing that.
0: Thank you. That's great. All right. So PBS, PBS. very exciting. Oh my gosh. Start this off. So
1: tell me how it even started as an idea because it's brilliant. So I had, I had a producer
2: reach out to me and say, I've heard your story. Would you be interested in doing television? And I have done TV spots throughout the 18 years and it, for whatever reason, comes really naturally to me, and and I and I do like it. But my publicist kept saying, "Do you want me to seek out opportunities for you?" And I said, "No, you know, if it's meant to be, it'll happen." And you know how you just always have have something in the back of your head. You are like, one day this is going to happen. I thought that, but I didn't. I never expressed that because it seemed weird to talk about, you know and I just kept it in the back of my head. If it's meant to be, it will happen. And it did. And even going through the process, uh, finding this or this person finding me, us pitching the idea to PBS, um, finding the sponsors, filming the pilot, filming the series. I still didn't think it was going to happen. I can remember being at the Terrace Theater for our premiere and thinking, how am I, how did we create a national television show that is, aired in ninety six percent of the country for the next six years. It's insane to me. So I am just as surprised as anyone. Else.
1: And I love the name. You know what it's called, How She Rolls. Oh. Isn't course. that brilliant? Of course. It's you? great.
2: Thank
0: you. Do you do all the marketing or do no, you have a team? Of people I have that
2: come amazing up? women that are behind us and 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 but all. Mm. No. I do nothing. I'm so, just there. <laughs> <laughs> I do nothing.
1: <laughs> I do nothing. They all do it. They Obviously
0: do it family is a big part of your story and how how proud are you of your kids and extolling those lessons and watching them absorb this maybe at different ages and the things that they're adopting into their own lives, watching their mom be successful in business.
2: I would say that if, if if you ask me what I'm most proud of, it would be being a mom, you know, at the end of the day, like that is really what I want to get right. And it's not, it's not always pretty. Right. I mean, and, and for that matter, neither is business. I mean, they're, We try to create a great culture, but there's inevitably pockets that, you know, and you just have to be really good about saying, we're not perfect, but we're going to fix it. Give me an opportunity to fix it. I said that this morning to an employee. I don't know what's going on here, but give me some time to figure it out. And so it's the same with children. I've never been prouder of our three daughters and we have plenty of dips, but you you can't spend a lot of time being down about that, you have to go, okay, well, we're going to fix it. And just like I said to one of our daughters at the supper table on Monday night, we will not stop supporting you no matter what, where you are in your journey. Like I am not going to quit because if I quit, that means I don't care and I love you and we want the best for you. So know that. So when you want to break the rules, know that I'm going to give you the punishment because I want you to succeed. This isn't about me punishing you. This is about me teaching you that it's important to be responsible, be independent, do the right thing. And so it's not always pretty, but I know that it's worth it in the end.
0: Sounds like you were in my house last week. <laughs> Similar conversation. I can't tell you how many people I've heard say, you know, I should write a cookbook and you've written two and this is not easy.
2: Another thing that I'm still blown away that that we have done. I, I can't believe it. I, honestly, I have no business writing a cookbook. I mean, it's crazy. It's a. It's definitely both pinch me moments, just like the television show. Great opportunity. Uh, somebody else, a friend, a, a an agent saw something in me that I didn't see in myself, and really pushed me to keep going. And I'm blown away. That's
1: all I have to say. Very honored. I love it. And we can. Will so it's. Um, Website, you're on Instagram. Tell yep. our listeners how they can find you and follow you. Yes, please
2: follow us. Um, Instagram. I'm Carrie Bailey Morey, and our brand has a has a page to Callie's Hot Little Biscuit, all things biscuits, but not just biscuits. It's it's about the food that I create at home, and obviously recipes to use our products with, but way more than that. Our both of the cookbooks are. Stories, memoirs about my life and and how we live and what we eat and all the occasions behind what inspired the recipes. And then, obviously, we'd love for you to visit us at Callie'sBiscuits.com. Um, there, you can find hundreds of recipes and also all of our handmade products and all the products that that go along with it as
1: well. And we'll put that in the show notes also on the podcast. Yeah, and
2: how she rolls is is available everywhere TV is. You just you know type it into your. Amazon, Apple, Roku, whatever. And you can watch. We have 20 episodes. And the first season won two awards. Um, telly, I, I, Peabody, yeah. Peabody telly Awards. Peabody's Peabody. Well? Yeah, I think. We uh, can we, own that.
0: We just have a couple of minutes left, but I do want to ask, what is the hardest lesson you learned? Over-
2: I think the hardest lesson to learn as a business owner in the last 18 years for me is that um, nothing, is, nothing is definite. You know, you have to, hustling. You're going to gain business. You're going to lose business. You're going to gain employees. You're going to lose employees. And if you keep your eye on the prize and you don't quit and you're kind and you do right by people, you have to know that your journey will take you where you're supposed to be. Oh, my God. I love that.
0: And since this is all about education, did you have a favorite teacher along the way? Somebody that you still remember after all?
2: Oh, my gosh. you really should have told me about that question before. (laughs) I have actually a lot of teachers that um, inspired me. And because I'm so old, I cannot remember the one in high school, my English teacher that I loved. I have a lot. Mrs., Mrs. Riley. I have teachers that inspire me today that are my children's teachers. Sue Hopkins, who is still tutoring my daughter, who is sophomore and freshman in high school, and that was her, their second grade teacher. I mean, teachers can set the tone for someone's life, and they're incredibly important. And, um, you know, I just, I have the most, utmost respect for them.
0: Robin, I don't know how you do it. You know, the show is Energy Matters, and everyone who's come through the obviously has a certain level that they operate at. I, I am, I'm blown away by once again, another fabulous guy.
1: Well, Malcolm Gladwell in Blink as you know, in the first few seconds, you feel someone's energy. I felt it the minute I met Carrie, and like, she needs to be on the show. So Aww, thank you for thank joining you. us. What an honor. Well, thank we have you. about
0: 30 seconds before we have to wrap this up. It went fast, didn't it? It did. Anything it you want to say in our goodbye segment?
1: Well, follow us on Instagram, Robin underscore Berlinski. We have lots of prizes, and there's a really special one for this episode. So stay tuned and win something on Monday.
0: Oh, it's exciting. very exciting. All right. Um, our fabulous guest for this uh, show is Carrie Mori, owner of Cali's Hot Little Biscuit. You've been listening to Energy Matters in the Classroom with Robin Berlinski. We hope you've enjoyed this episode, and we'd love your feedback at thelearningring.com. You can also reach out to Robin with questions or comments and even chances to win fabulous. Thanks for joining us. Until next time.